Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Aloha and welcome to This Is Now. We begin with a live look at Hawaii Island, where a strong earthquake rattled the state roughly two hours ago. Yeah, according to the USGS, it initially registered as a 6.3 magnitude quake, but has since been downgraded to 5.7. Now we have team coverage on this breaking news story. Our Mahalani Richardson has been talking to startled residents who felt the shaking island-wide. But first, let's turn to our first alert meteorologist, Drew Davis, who joins us here in the digital center drew thank you so much for joining us what do we know about this quake okay so like you guys said this was originally a 6.3 downgraded to a 5.7 a lot of the questions we're getting here are is there going to be a tsunami a tsunami threat is not expected with this earthquake one of the reasons for that is because this was just too weak of an earthquake to cause a tsunami and one of the other reasons is also the type of the earthquake. This was an earthquake caused by the sinking of the Hawaiian Islands onto the ocean floor. The, uh, the Hawaiian Islands are very, very heavy, so you're seeing a downward thrust. Typically, when you have a tsunami, you have a very strong, shallow earthquake thrusting a lot of seafloor upwards causing those strong waves to get moving across the entire island chain. Taking a look right here, magnitude 5.7 downgraded from a 6.3, and there is no tsunami threat. We really want to hit that home. No tsunami threat expected across the entire island chain. There have been several aftershocks as well across the entire island chain. So right now we had that 5.7 earthquake. You can see across the latest earthquakes maps, there's several. There's those yellow, red dots all across the, the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, several of them offshore as well, just coming in recently. And taking a look at some of the aftershocks throughout the rest of this morning, these are expected to continue. We had a 3.1 directly after the earthquake around 10, 11 a.m., 3.3 around 10, 12, and those are still continuing. 3.5 around 10, 38, and 2.5 around 10, 45. And just recently, 2.6 at 11.33. The original quake, 5.7. And on the Richter scale, when you have a 5.7 magnitude earthquake, that is equivalent to 12 million pounds of TNT detonating below the surface, just to give you a little bit of context there. And again, this was at a depth of 23 miles below the surface. It was shallow enough to cause an earthquake, but the reason that we're not, or cause a tsunami was because of the direction of the earthquake. It wasn't an upward thrust. It wasn't thrusting ocean um, water away from where it's located, causing a wave or motion in the, um, in the ocean. So taking a look at the deeper look at the magnitudes, this was felt all the way at Kauai, and it was a 5.7, a moderate, around the middle of the Richter scale. Typically, we see these around 1,500 times per year. A little bit closer to the six scale so a little bit more rare about 120 magnitude six earthquakes happen yearly so this was a relatively strong one it was felt on the windward parts of oahu as well and again no tsunami threat is expected aftershocks are expected to come throughout the rest of today and the coming weeks we're going to be tracking this the usgs is going to be tracking this throughout the rest of this um these as we continue getting these aftershocks 
and good news, no tsunami threat is expected. Thank you so much for that, Drew. We have to ask you about the earthquake. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we see these quakes on Hawaii Island, it's because of magma, mm -hmm. but you mentioned the weight of Hawaii Island mm -hmm. did a little something different with this one. Yeah, so all of the Hawaiian islands are constantly sitting on top of the oceanic seafloor, the lithosphere, one of the highest levels in the Earth's, um, the levels of the Earth. And because of the weight of the Hawaiian Islands, it's constantly pushing down on the seafloor. The magma below it has to like move, it has to flex, and that's the kind of earthquake that caused it. It was a flex, flexing of the lithosphere, the seafloor, and that's again, causing the downward motion. It wasn't thrusting upward. There wasn't that tsunami threat. So that's really the type of earthquake that we saw. Um, it was just the weight going downward of the Hawaiian Islands. All right, Drew Davis, thank you for being here with us this afternoon. Now, our Mahilani Richardson has been gathering reaction from people all across the state who felt the shaking, some as far as Kauai. She joins us now with more. Mahil, what are people saying? Well, Ash, I just got off the phone with the USGS, the deputy scientist in charge, David Phillips, and I asked him, what does this mean? Will Kilauea erupt soon? Is there an imminent eruption? And he said no. As Drew just reported, it means that uh, the weight of Hawaii Island was pushing on the sea floor. But take a look at these images. These are from Earl Betts. He lives in Waikoloa Village, and he said because of the earthquake, which he felt, he now has some cracks in his attic. And there you see the door jam. There's some cracks there, and he has some things in his attic that toppled over. So may no major damage, but USGS says they got reports of the earthquake, people letting them know that there were reports from Hawaii Island all the way to Kauai. People felt this rumbling. And in fact, our newsroom, our phones were ringing off the hook, people telling us what they felt. Here's what Earl and some other folks had to say about that earthquake. Literally felt like the house was taking off. It was just vibrating with the... Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even describe it like a like a train driving through your house it was just shaking um my daughter was in her loft bed and i figured that might have been the safest place for her but it was just rocking within the room it felt like a three-part earthquake really there was the the massive first rumble and then it, it settled down for just a second and started to kind of vibrate again and building back up and then right when we thought it was over it just kind of rolled so yeah, this morning when I was actually on the phone with one of my customers and I was talking with him and he goes, he's actually up in the Captain Cook area. And he goes, oh, we're having an earthquake. I go, oh, we are? And then as soon as I said that, then we felt it. And, and of course, I'm in a lighting showroom. So I did have a customer standing at the sales counter as well. And he's looking back and he sees all our chandeliers like <laughs> moving side to side. Everything was rocking pretty good. And what was interesting about this earthquake was it was kind of soft and then it got really big and then it got soft, but it just kept going. And it was like almost like a, a, a rolling earthquake for a while. It probably lasted, I would say, six to ten seconds overall the whole time. It was kind of interesting. I was sitting down doing some paperwork and all of a sudden I could feel like a little shimmy coming. And then there was a big jolt and it kind of going didn't seem like it was forever but it was strong enough and um then it's died down but it's because i'm upstairs it seemed like a little shimmy along a lengthy shimmy at the very end and uh quickly i called my daughter in honolulu and she said she felt it and she's near ivalet area so it was a good wake up call.
you know, we've been having some earthquake swarms on the south side, the south flank of Halemaumau for a while. And today, it's like bringing back PTSD. And so again, the USGS says uh, it got a thousand reports of people feeling this earthquake from Hawaii Island all the way to Kauai. No reports of any major damage, but as you just saw there, some minor cracks in someone's attic. Dylan and Ash, back to you. Mahalani, thank you so much for that. We will continue to uh, keep an eye on all the latest. Right now, we have no reports of the serious damage, but we are working to make sure that everyone is okay. And the good news is no immediate injuries have been reported to us. So we'll stick with this and be sure to stay with us on air and online for the very latest. Now to another big story today. Honolulu police have arrested three individuals following the death of a 10-year-old girl in Wahiwa on Thursday her parents and her grandmother. Now the case was initially classified as an unattended death, but is now a murder investigation. Here's some of what police had to say just moments ago and just a warning, some of the details are graphic and disturbing. When officers arrived, they were informed that the child had been found cold and stiff. At the time, officers observed that she had significant injuries and bruising on her body and appeared emaciated. This child was identified by family members as Gianna Bradley. The responding officers met with Brandy Blass, who identified herself as Gianna's mother, and Deborah Duran, who identified herself as Gianna's grandmother. Homicide detectives were called to the home after responding officers noted that Gianna had multiple facial injuries, including multiple scratch-like marks around her ears, eyes, forehead, cheeks, and lips. Her eyelids appeared slightly bruised, and there, was, there were road rash-type injuries to her chin. Part of her nose bridge was missing. As part of the HPD investigation, in concurrence with the medical examiner's office, a board-certified child abuse pediatrician was consulted. The pediatrician noted that Gianna's physical appearance at the time of death was consistent with medical neglect, physical neglect, and chronic physical abuse, as well as features seen in fatal starvation. Now, there's a lot more to this story. We're going to bring you that online and on later editions of Hawaii News Now. Let's take a look at some other top stories around Hawaii, including the latest on the chemical attack near Ala Moana. Chemical attack suspect Sebastian McQuan has pleaded not guilty to attempted murder and assault. He's accused of dousing a 25-year-old woman with an unknown liquid in the Alamoana area on January 23rd. She was critically injured. Investigators believe the attack was random and unprovoked. McQuan's trial is now set for April. Wa'anai murder suspect Corey Farinas has also been ordered to stand trial in April. The 21-year-old pleaded not guilty yesterday to 12 12 counts tied to the killing of Andrew Kiskaren, who was allegedly struck by a stray bullet fired by Farinas while he was shooting at a car near the Wa'anai Longs on January 20th. Now, yesterday marked six months since the devastating Lahaina wildfires, and Maui County Mayor Richard Bisson sang a mele during a prayer gathering for wildfire survivors at the Lahaina Civic Center Amphitheater last night.
The mayor joined with other county officials and faith leaders from Maui to offer prayers of comfort, healing, and hope, as well as to honor the 100 people who died. As the cleanup on Maui continues, housing remains a key focus. The governor says the government and private groups have spent $500 million to get evacuees into long-term units. Of the nearly 10,000 people displaced by the fires, about half are still in hotels. But with subsidies in place, many vacation rental owners have committed to two-year leases for fire survivors. Because of the incredible success of the mayor's program and the effort that FEMA and DHS have done, it's not likely we'll need the moratorium and we will meet our needs by March 1st. The number of housing units uh, will meet uh, the need that the families have at this pace. Now the last thing we want is for anybody to move. We, want, we don't want people to sell their properties. We don't want people to be taken advantage of. The governor said this week that they're only about 500 units short of getting all evacuees into long-term housing. Some relief for Maui parents impacted by the wildfires. School meals will now be free. Thanks to federal funding, students at six Maui schools will get free meals for the remainder of the school year. The six schools include four in Lahaina, King Kamehameha III Elementary, Princess Nahiena Elementary, Lahaina Intermediate, Lahaina High, as well as Kihei and Kula Elementary Schools. As the U.S. Senate debates a bill that would provide billions of dollars in aid to America's allies, including Ukraine and Israel, President Biden is calling for help from allies of his own after a Republican special counsel issued a report calling the president's memory into question. Willie James Inman has more. President Biden welcomed German Chancellor Olaf Scholz to the White House to discuss the war in Ukraine. You've done something no one thought could get done. You've doubled Germany's military aid to Ukraine this year, and it's really important. The meeting comes one day after special counsel Robert Herr questioned the president's mental fitness in a report about his handling of classified documents. Herr declined to seek charges, saying Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview with him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. The president called a press conference and slammed Hurd's conclusions, especially the part where he said the president could not recall details about his life, including when his son Bo died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Hur's five-hour interview and subsequent report comes at a time when President Biden is already dealing with two different wars, one in Europe and another in the Middle East. It's unnerving. I mean, it's unnerving that the world can see this, you know, and if that's their impression, then uh, that's not good for America. But the president's allies say that is not the man they work with. It was absolutely outrageous. The way that the president's demeanor in that report was characterized could not be more wrong on the facts and clearly politically motivated. President Biden, who is seeking re-election, is already the oldest sitting president in U.S. history. Willie James Inman, CBS News, the White House. On Hawaii Island, an 18-year-old woman was involved in a rather unusual crash. Her car is now totaled after being hit by a bull. Our Ben Gutierrez has the details. Kanakoki says it happened just after sunset on Monday on a dark stretch of the Queen Ka'ahumanu Highway. She was about to make a turn when suddenly something hit her car. The 
fool kind of just like came out of nowhere and rammed right into the left side of my car, the driver's side. The roughly 2,000-pound animal left Koki's tiny Honda crumpled and left its fur in her windows. Koki says she didn't see the bull until about a second before the collision. It was all super quick, and after I was just kind of in shock, so I pulled to the middle margin and... There was smoke coming out of the car. <laughs> so I turned it off and I was like, okay, gotta get out now. <laughs> Don't want it to blow. Koki suffered bruises and whiplash. She says the bull died shortly after the crash. It got her thinking, what if there was a way to avoid scenes like this? Maybe if the ranching community or some ranchers would implement a system where something like Nixle where they could send out messages for when they do find out that their cattle is missing. The Hawaii Cattlemen's Council says the only option right now is word of mouth. The managing director says ranchers want to be good neighbors, but they have miles of fencing to look after. There could be times where one of the fence lines could be compromised, whether that's from old age or somebody vandalizing it. Longtime Oahu rancher Bud Gibson says vandalism is by far the worst problem. When some of his cows got loose in 2015, he found someone had cut his fences. And sometimes it's just bad luck. Like in 2018, when nine cows on their way to the slaughterhouse got loose from their trailer in Maili. Whatever the case, it takes an expert to get the animals back to safety. So don't be afraid to report any trouble. No ranchers in the area or folks in the area that have livestock. Try to contact them first. Um, they might be the best people to help try to figure out where those animals belong. Koki is working with her insurance companies on the bills, grateful she was able to walk away. I'm surprised that I was so, like, okay after what my car looked like, especially. One study says these collisions have been relatively rare here. State Farm says Hawaii ranks 49th out of the 50 states and the District of Columbia for insurance claims from crashes with animals. Ben Gutierrez, Hawaii News Now. Our countdown to Super Bowl continues with Casey Lunn and Steve Uehara there at the California Hotel in Las Vegas. And of course, they had to get a bowl of the famous oxtail soup. Look at that oxtail. It's one of the staples, of course, at the California Hotel. We're joined now by the executive chef here in the downtown region, Chris Dreyer. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you so and much. And actually, thank you for all of this. Yep. Okay, you, you've come here, you've only been here about a year, you said? Yeah, a yeah. little over a year. Okay. Yeah. okay, so did you come in and decide, hey, I'm going to change the flavors, I'm going to make the oxtail how I want to make it? No, no, I'm not that kind of a chef. So when yeah. I came in, I came in, I had a serious conversation with the general, with our previous general manager, Andre Pelosi, and he said, look, tradition is very important here at the Cal. Yeah. Uh, primarily our business is from the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, they have a very specific way that they like their food and uh, learn it. Love it and respect it. Yeah, and, and you did that. We, you, yep. you learned it and, and, you know, just kind of something that came up while you were out on vacation and you sampled, you went out to Hawaii, you sampled a bunch of stuff. What, did. What, what did you learn and, and what kind of research did you do for that? So I learned that uh, simple is the best, right? Yeah. So uh, with a philosophy of five flavor profiles in a recipe or less than that, it's just a, it's, it's a beautiful blend. There's the simplicity of the food and the the complexity of the flavors and how they work together is just, it's its unique to the uh, to the Hawaiian cuisine. Yeah, 
So if you look around the table, you, you see all the all the stuff that you get at home, and and trust me, Casey and I have sampled all of it, and it's just as good as what you'd get back back in the islands, um, from the salmon to the Portuguese sausage to the omelets. It's it's great stuff. How much do you fiddle? You said you don't fiddle with this. Oh this no, is, this is set in stone. No, no, no. But how is, much do you change the menu here at the Cal? Uh, so we rotate things out on a pretty regular basis. Um, we do probably four times a year. We'll, we'll rotate. Uh, the most recent items that we've had is our casu chicken uh, with our curry sauce. Uh, we also have a representation of the Haleiwa shrimp truck, which is our garlic shrimp. Um, we're also doing some tests. We have some samples that just came in the other day for some new, uh, some new lunch plates. So Chef Douglas Oyama, who's our room chef here, um, from Hawaii, has family in Hawaii, is uh, doing a lot of research, uh, definitely making sure that we're improving the menu and improving the quality of the items that we have. Okay, this might get a little messy. I'm going to be slurping yeah, on some of this stuff. You got to dig in there? But tell me, while, while we're at it, can you tell me what makes the best oxtail? So that's all cook time oh. and quality of ingredients. Yes. So we cook about oh, baby. 600 Make to it. 800 pounds of... Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 600 to 800 pounds good. of those beautiful oxtails so every single day here at the cow. And we sell them. You see, I did and that. They, and they line up yep. out front. I, yeah. I did that so I don't have to share. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, it's tremendous. Uh, Chris, that was fantastic. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and make sure you come down to the cow and make sure you order your oxtail. See ya. Back to see you guys in the studio. Yeah. Well, I hope Steve <laughs> washed his hands before he did that. But if not, that's okay. It adds more flavor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nothing like the cow oxtail so at like 3 a.m. Yes, after a long night in mm -hmm. Vegas. Let's send you live outside now. A look again at Hilo, Hawaii. The weather has been changing a short time ago. You saw the rain coming down, and now it's just a light mist that Hilo is famous for. Stay with us right after the break. Guy Hoggy will have your island forecast. How's it on this Aloha Friday? The weather's going to be very nice for the next several days. Rainfall will be limited this morning and tomorrow to a few Windward and Mauka areas. And we're tracking another front due in by the middle of next week. That could bring in more widely scattered showers and shift the winds. Until then, though, we've got a steady trade wind breeze expected today and tomorrow. That means this morning and tomorrow morning and overnight hours, we'll see a few Windward and Mauka showers. This does not represent a lot of rain, and most leeward sides will remain mostly dry. Now, the winds are slow in waking up, but they'll be running at moderate speeds both today and tomorrow, coming mostly out of the east and northeast. So humidity levels will be quite comfortable today and tomorrow. So this is what we've got, a nice trade wind weather day today. There's going to be a little bit of shower activity fa uh, favoring those windward areas, but not a lot of rain. Uh, most uh, leeward sides will remain mostly dry, so it's going to be another gorgeous uh, trade wind weather day. Surf's going to be picking up this afternoon, 8 to 12 feet in the country, 6 to 8 on the west side. This swell will peak in the overnight hours and it could be near advisory levels but heads up we got a double extra large swell heading in sometime around Thursday of next week that one could be big enough for the eddy uh, stay tuned so for the next uh, couple of days we got trade winds that's today and tomorrow running at moderate speeds and then as of as a front drops in and gets a little bit closer we'll have variable winds but not a lot of rain still going to be mostly sunny all the way through Tuesday there but with those light winds we could see some spotty afternoon showers again widespread rain not expected until a cold front moves in between Wednesday and Thursday that front expected to bring more scattered showers by Thursday 
Thank you so much, Guy, for that forecast. Time to check out some good news now. And like we told you earlier this week, your H&N team What's has up, been participating in a, a Super Bowl poo-poo challenge. Here's Jolani Martinez. Super Bowl without the poo-poos. I got a simple and easy recipe for you. It's my mom's recipe, and you only need three ingredients. The first, fully cooked Italian meatballs. She ends up making some uh, delicious uh, meatballs there. We're going to post all these videos on our H&N Instagram, and you can vote for your favorite. Have a great day. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground, and Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.